When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hello and welcome to Where You Not Entertained. I'm Daniel. I'm Rachel. And I'm James. And today we are going to be talking about Blacklight. Another uh, Liam Neeson movie. A, yeah, a Liam Neeson. Yeah. Uh, it's a, a Amazon original. Sorry, I was trying to <laughs> trying to remember what theirs is called. So on Prime to watch for free. Yeah, so I guess this originally came out in theaters. Oh, it's not. Is it not an Amazon original? I don't know. Paramount, Paramount Plus. Oh. So it's, yeah, it's out everywhere. Okay, so I was wrong. It has nothing to do with Amazon. <laughs> Other than you can watch it there. I yeah. have no idea who made it. I just saw it on a different thing. Yeah. I'll, and I'll definitely start off with... Um, I feel incredibly lied to and betrayed by Amazon on this movie. Even though they didn't make it. It has a four and a half out of five star <laughs> yeah, review it's, rating. It's got a it's got a very good rating on Amazon, I think oh, is what wow. she's people, <laughs> referring to. People loved it, so I said, Oh, okay, we can watch this. You like action and Liam Neeson. Yeah, I like Liam Neeson. I'd watch anything Liam Neeson was in. Oh my god, was I wrong. Was yeah. all of Amazon wrong? Yeah. This okay. I don't know the story of this movie, but in watching this movie, I created a story for this movie. I feel like <laughs> okay. This is somebody watched the first Jason Bourne movie in the early two thousands, and decided to try to write scripts, and they came up with this script. And it got kicked around for almost 20 years and finally got made. And it's just because nothing, this movie doesn't know what it wants to be. It has weird moments of humor that are unfitting and then really, really points that it takes itself way too seriously as well. And the whole like, the whole dark government agency secret, you know, director that's gone off the rails kind of thing. It's fine. It's just been done so much. And it's it been just done. doesn't really, yeah. it feels old and not re- dated and not really relevant. Done to death. Yeah. And it just, I don't know. It's, it's almost like it wants to be Jason Bourne with a Michael Bay aesthetic, but then these weird touches of home alone. And, <laughs> weird touches of home alone yeah it just it, 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 the tone nice. changes dramatically throughout the film it, it's just a strange movie i i gotta say i didn't hate it i watched the two hours and like actually hour and 40 so it wasn't super crazy long happy about that 
Yeah. And yeah. it was fine. I didn't feel like I wasted my time per se. I've but it was borderline. I, Go I, ahead. I feel like I wasted my time. <laughs> okay. I I hated every minute of this movie. Yeah, she oh, wasn't wow. even she wasn't even twenty minutes in before she's like, Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry, I chuckled. And I was once, like, shut up. <laughs> but really for me, it's that the writing is lazy. Mm-hmm. It does feel like you were saying somebody watched the original Born movie and said, oh my gosh, here's how we get millennials interested. Right. We make this so political and so incredibly, not at all about human rights, but centered around someone who wants human rights changes. Yeah. It's like the veil of human rights. It's not. Yeah. They're pretending. They're pretending it's it's human rights. Yeah. I love that. That's a great point. You you also have this consistency in costuming where people aren't in the same clothes every day, but it's literally the exact same style of clothing, just in a different fabric. <laughs> the two female that. the two female journalists are dressed exactly the same every single day. It's just different fabrics for their same identical outfits. Which really irked me. I don't know why, but that just bothered me. Because everything about this movie bothered you? And then you also have the world's most incredible assassins because they manage to always find people when they're completely and utterly alone. No witnesses, no cross traffic, no one peeking out of a window ever. Right. So it just... And you again, you know, spoilers... You, again, get this very weird, I'm going to threaten you and you're going to threaten me back, but then you're just going to do what I asked. Nothing actually happens to me. I'm Liam Neeson and I come out of everything totally scot-free. So, in a nutshell, that was my thoughts on Blacklight. So, someone else talk much more positively about Grandfather Neeson's action film. (laughs) I mean, I don't know that we can talk positively about it. What about that late 90s graphic, like ending graphics? It was CSI Miami. Dude, it was so funny. (laughs) I was laughing at the end of the movie at how cheap those closing, that closing animation is. I could do that on the computer in like 45 minutes. So this... This movie had a $43 million budget, which in today's like half of that went into the ending credits. Probably. Yeah. (laughs) Which in today's money for a film is not a large budget, right? It's a, it's a budget, but it's not a large budget. No, Uh, it's not $700,000, but, (laughs) but it's, you know, a chunk of that probably went to Liam Neeson. You know, I would assume that. I would argue. But no one, no one else, no one else was really like a massive major name in this besides Liam Neeson. No, there wasn't. Um, Look, this movie had me interested. I I would say almost halfway there, halfway through it. Mm -hmm. It probably wasn't quite that long. And I was willing to just let things go. You know, it's it's a Liam Neeson film. Um, he's not a 
he's not a spry young man anymore. And so you have to do certain things to kind of account for that. And that's, that's totally fine. Like the, the long shot action sequences are not going to be done with Liam Neeson. Right. Right. That's not, that's not how this is going to work. <laughs> uh, he just, I don't think that he can physically really do it anymore, which is fine. Right. Uh, but there's just some things that I'm when we get to the end of this movie, it made me so mad. <laughs> <laughs> Please elaborate. I'd love to hear. Cause, Cause like I said, you know, I was letting things go and you, okay. So you remember <laughs> how kind of originally when Netflix started and maybe that's why I thought this was an Amazon original, uh, when Netflix started doing their original movies, how I used to always complain that there was never an ending. Like it's, they had this build up to it and they got to the end and they just went, Bleh. there you go. Yeah. Well, that's what this did. Anticlimactic. It's, oh, it's ridiculous. It's hugely ridiculous. So I, I, I'm not, I can't even, I'm not even going to go all the way back. I'm just going to talk about the end. So spoilers, abound here he somehow gets in the suv to drive the director of the fbi who has no escorts at all no he just walks out hops into the suv and is like home jeeves and he's like nah i'm not jeeves (laughs) and Basically, he's like passed out in the middle of the road. Like, did he not come out and pull him out of the seat? And it's just laying there. He probably, probably so. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's Washington DC. No one notices. Yeah. He just thumped him on the head and, and threw him out. It's good. Uh, this all takes place during the pandemic, during lockdown. That's why nobody's on the road. That must, that that's actually when it. it was filmed. It is when it was by filmed. The way. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, I mean, it's I said it doesn't have anybody. It's got Aiden Quinn in it. He's been in stuff anyway. Um, but Liam Neeson basically just goes through this, the spiel of you're going to do the right thing. And the answer was, uh, uh-uh. and then he choked him for a minute and he was like, all right, fine. And then he hops out and tries to shoot him. So the director of the FBI and Liam Neeson are about to be in a shootout in the middle of the street. (laughs) Right. Which is absolutely absurd all on its own. But then he just, he just like shoots him in the hand and he drops the gun. A lucky shot in the hand, I guess. And puts the gun to him and is like, you're going to do it. And he's like, okay. And then the next thing you know, he's like getting his family. Like he knew where they were the entire time. And then they run a newsreel about the director of the FBI is getting arrested. And it's like, what has happened here? Right. <laughs> yeah, they're telling her it's award worthy journalism. Yeah, you just took down the director of the FBI. What journalism? Yeah, you've done. We don't even, we don't even know that she wrote anything. Or how I, she I got know. the story. It, she didn't mention him as the source. 
Okay, no, I understand what that scene's about. Here, let me explain it to you real quick. Okay, um, here we go. The entirety of the movie made you question whether you liked any of these characters enough to determine what who the actual good guy or protagonist is. And so they needed that at the end to solidify who the protagonists were because they were unclear the entire film. Oh, okay. I thought it's that they got to the end, which they probably shot first and went, this budget isn't big enough and turned out the lights and called it good. <laughs> so uh, had two guys shake inside of water instead of actually right. exploding something. <laughs> that would be is clever, but like. It did have very little okay. explosions. There was that one car chase. There was, okay, I got to say, yeah, I was, was very displeased that they threw in something as weird and incongruent with the rest of the film as him giving his granddaughter a taser at her birthday party. That was hilarious. I loved it. Was, it, but it was funny. Yeah. But it was a total Chekhov's gun. Yeah. It never got fired. Right. Yeah. It was so weird that it stood out and I was waiting for the taser to come back in. Even if it was like left in the car seat and he grabbed it and tased somebody or something like that. Yeah, no, no. Everything was perfectly fine with his daughter after that incident. She loved him and he was the greatest father who'd ever lived. Well, like, how did they even get into witness protection? It's like the, like the daughter didn't know anything was wrong. Yeah, there's no red flags at any point. Like, also, that she kept acting like his desire for her daughter to learn some self-awareness was such an evil thing. She shouldn't check that the doors are locked. Well, I mean, yeah, she should. Maybe not like every Three 15 minutes, but sure. <laughs> but again, her acting like him knowing how many exits are in the little kid pizza place. That's not like a terrible thing. No, that's a, that's a good life skill to have. You, you need to be a little bit aware and so mad that he brought a camera over to your house. She drew a picture of a stranger watching them. Well, so, so that's like, that's kind of the other part of this movie. That that never really gets mentioned. <laughs> well, so like the beginning, like political stance is, for lack of a better time, a better term, better time, better term built on wokeness. Yeah, this was a bad time. Um, and then it's like the Liam Neeson's daughter, the entire time is like reality doesn't exist. I want I, the world is perfect and nothing bad ever happens to good people, especially not ones that are family members of FBI agents of any kind. He's not right. technically an FBI agent, but like, I don't, the fact that she even had that mentality makes zero sense at all because she knows what her dad does for a living. So the nothing bad could ever happen to me. We don't need a camera. You don't need to teach my daughter anything. Everything is like. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Roses? 
the mentality that's it's like so unrealistic <laughs> that I she mean, would have that mentality is that it shows how great Liam Neeson's character was during his tenure because he was so efficient and ruthless that there was never any collateral damage that blew back onto his family. Yes, nothing, nothing bad ever happened he, to him. Every loose end was always tied. Exactly. Well, and they also tease this thing that perhaps he has OCD or some other. Yeah, it's, they some, say he has OCD. Something, but yeah. she acts like he's crazy, not has mental health issues, which I feel like in a movie that does have such a quote unquote woke beginning to trivialize and essentially make fun of yeah. something like OCD and continually call him crazy. Yeah, and she's going to turn into a psycho. I don't want you to be crazy or want my daughter to be crazy like you. It's like, whoa. It's a, yeah. It's like, it's a contagion or something. It was yeah. such an inappropriate and weird take for where it started with this movie it feels like somebody's first movie written 20 years ago and it never got made and it finally got picked up like they ran out of scripts and so they pulled this one out of the bin there were three writers uh and one of them is the director so yeah that's it's a that's a good possibility so when i also looked at because i'm not familiar with with the name you know mark williams Mm mm-hmm and I also looked at some of the other stuff that he's done. And so he did Honest Thief, which I don't remember if I've seen another Liam Neeson movie. Um, I didn't see that one. Producer on a lot of stuff. So he was executive producer on Ozark. Um, he was producer on uh, The Marksman, Honest Thief. I mean, he's been a producer on a chunk of things but yeah the directing he's done three directing I didn't think movies the directing was bad in this it wasn't it wasn't but it was i it was, it was good it's yeah i think that it was a i think it was a i helped write this so now i'm going to direct it kind of thing and no real thought given to how well it was written from a director's standpoint, right? Because any movie where that's not the case, if a director is reading through a script, like there's going to be a little bit of back and forth about how do we flesh this out? How do we make this make sense so that I can actually film it, Mm -hmm. right? And it it doesn't seem like that really happened. It was like, it's good as is. And so we're just going to shoot it the way I want. I I felt like a decent portion of this film was like a cold read from the actors, because there was a lot of scenes that were supposed to have emotion or make you feel something. And the actors felt entirely numb. Like their whole scene when the journalist is talking to Liam Neeson's character at the, yeah, the, the little coffee shop cafe, or whatever that and is, he yeah. just is very loudly telling her every dirty thing about his past and what started this. And I just didn't feel a single emotion from either of them. And especially from her, she's so neutral the whole time, 
Which, I was just waiting for a waiter to walk up, walk up and be like, sir, this is a family establishment. If you're going to converse <laughs> about things like that, can you please keep it at a whisper? Yeah. The, that whole scene for me was a huge miss because it, it felt like maybe neither of them had read through this scene before or neither of them knew the characters well enough to develop some little tics or some facial expressions or... You know, there was no inflection, no anything from most of the actors this entire movie. It was crazy. Everybody was entirely flat. And it just, I mean, it had such bad writing. It it just all felt very, uh, very weird. Yeah. Yeah. Like the journalist relationships all felt so fake. All of it. Yeah, like even when she was like mad at her boss for scooping her and then his apology while he was yeah. driving was like it, it was <laughs> it, it felt more out of like Mr. Deeds than like a yeah. serious action movie. Like it was this farcical editor who never lets like he he has no concept of what following a lead is yeah he's like discouraging yeah. his reporters from following leads well or, because you can't write anything if the facts haven't been handed to you on a silver platter and in their entirety Right. I just don't understand any of that. It's like nobody has ever looked at anything in journalism and then writes about journalists. I, I did not get it. It was the weirdest, like, Hollywood, Hollywoodization of a job that just is so, seems so vacant and distant from the real thing that it was jarring. Yeah. I think you kind of hit the nail on the head there. None of this movie at any point felt authentic. None of these characters felt like the people they were supposed to be portraying. Well, and I'll say, I'll say this as well, that we're obviously not the only ones that, you know, feel this way. Maybe other people for different reasons or for various reasons, but uh, it does not have a good score, Metacritic or fan score, except for on Amazon, which is... (laughs) And it's worldwide gross, almost sixteen million. Didn't hit sixteen Ooh. million. Ooh, that hurts. That's tough. I didn't even hear about this movie being in theaters, and and I know Daniel's a fairly large Liam Neeson. I fan. like Liam Neeson, so I assumed I would have at least heard the name at some point. But um, when I, I got on this, till got recommended, yeah. When I got on IMDb and it had a 27, I felt relieved. <laughs> I'm not alone. Well, I thought, oh my God, at least I didn't just entirely miss the point, right? Because right. everyone on Amazon loved this movie. And so it just. It's like no negative reviews are allowed or something. <laughs> or it's, it's like, like it's five ratings and it's all Liam Neeson's family. Yeah, except there's like 16,000. What? Yeah, I don't understand. There's something screwed up with the... I just, it's just, I can't wrap my head around it. (laughs) I can't either. 
and I'm not going to try is more important. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've seen this movie. That There's not enough positive things that somebody can pull out of this movie to change my mind. It gets, yeah, it's a solid two star out of five for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even... It's not even run of the mill. It was awful. <laughs> I, and it sucks because like I wanted to like the movie. Like I said, I got halfway through it before I was really like, oh, this is this is starting to be bad. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the only saving grace is that in the back of my mind, I didn't get to see it on screen, but in my mind, I know one of those kids got tased at that birthday party. <laughs> yes exactly. you don't hand a taser to a 10 year old and somebody at the party didn't get tased so th- there's at least that yeah you have to feel better about that right i do i, I feel the implied text to this right yeah exactly Christ. child tasing is implied so all right let's get into favorite scenes <laughs> okay jesus yeah did you have anything else you wanted to make sure to mentioned beforehand no but i'll start with my favorite scene because we've already talked about it and it's ridiculously short okay it's when she got the the cool flashlight for her birthday and i hit the button and it was a taser (laughs) (laughs) right and all the kids shrieked rightfully so rightfully so tasers are loud (laughs) Mm -hmm. and they're kind of an intense like feeling yeah yeah yeah, that was the only part of the movie where I laughed. It's I well, don't think it's supposed to be a comedy, but and I was supposed yeah. to laugh. Right. Yeah. Um, but that was mine because, yeah, it definitely. I was like, yeah, it's memorable. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> good uh, choice. Good choice. That was a good choice. <laughs> I guess. Did I, I steal yours? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no okay. I definitely have a different one. I have a different one. It's also quite short. Uh, my favorite scene, I'm not going to take the low-hanging fruit and say it was when it ended, um, but it was <laughs> nice. when uh, Liam Neeson is fighting in the wine cellar or mm. the wine room, yeah. and they keep yeah. destroying these bottles of wine. I, it's the only time in the entire movie I felt any sort of emotion <laughs> because those were probably expensive <laughs> bottles of wine. Oh, man. That's and great. that's a waste. So, uh, very nice. <laughs> that's hilarious. That was, that was my uh, one moment of investment in this yep. turd of a movie. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, all right. Well, good choice. My, my, James was actually, uh, was actually a good scene. Oh, um, okay. It was the car chase with the trash truck and the Dodge. Ah, okay. Yeah. It was a really fun car chase. It was ridiculous. And there were some times where you're like, oh no, I don't want to run into this car. So let's drive headlong into these three people sitting at a table. Yeah. And there were some dumb moments like that, but it was fun. And the charger had this real presence on the screen. That's part of the Michael Bay feel that I got from it. Like it was almost like a transformer. It had its own character. Yeah. Cause it was squirming around all over the road. Initially, it was awesome. It squirmed when it headed into a corner, but if you notice when it comes out, it's entirely flat. Yeah. Which means that is not one continuous take. Yeah, because you can't straighten that out. <laughs> no. It was going 12 miles an hour at that point. <laughs> um 
but I mean, it is a straight rip off of what, like Fast Seven, I think, is the one that did that, or Fast Eight, where they had the big unstoppable truck oh. going through the city, and then the cars chasing them. There's several yeah. movies the like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, that was Hobbs and Shaw, wasn't it? Was Hobbs it? and Shaw was Idris Elba. Uh, yeah, I don't remember which one. You're I talking don't... about you're talking about the last one with John Cena. That sounds right. Yeah, they all get yeah. confused in my head, man. That's After because the first they. Two, I don't really remember. It's because anything. they all got very ridiculous. They <laughs> it's hard to keep them where, straight. They sort of shot a car to outer space. Like I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. And yeah. it was still way better than this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the the car chase was interesting. Uh, runner up was when um, I don't remember his name, the young agent who gets murdered. Uh, when he's running Derek or some shit like that, when he's running away from the two bad guy assassins inside the safe house mm-hmm. and they're shooting out at the top of the roof and he like does this work to pull this drain pipe off the wall and it bends perpendicular to 45 degree angle and he falls like three feet to the ground. Yes. Yeah. And the sudden realization of like, why the fuck did jump down? It's one story. Why, why did you even bother pulling the committing vandalism? You're already shooting holes in this poor person's house. Like, yeah. What was the point of that? You also didn't like set it up later to like hit somebody in the face or like Liam Neeson used it to overcome his arthritis or something like it, there was no purpose for it whatsoever. I had no idea why that shot was in there. Now, that was a close runner up just out of confusion. But, I uh, think the I think that the idea behind it was he was ripping that down so they couldn't follow him down. Oh, because they definitely don't look athletic, and like ten feet well, is going to scare them away. Right, exactly. They could have just hopped over the side. But I, I'm thinking that it was supposed to be a further. It was supposed to look like a further drop than, than it was. Okay. I, I fair. Unfortunately, it was literally like ten feet. Yeah. Yeah. Like you just could have jumped down. You didn't even need the pipe. Yeah, no, you literally just yeah. vault over the the hedge there, and you'd be it's a little bit of a drop. I mean, I wouldn't be fine. Liam Neeson doing it. Like, no, those bones will crack. But honestly, when Liam Neeson was limping in a couple of scenes, I just assumed that was because he jogged down the sidewalk. <laughs> he didn't take his Advil that day. <sighs> All right, I think we've shut on this plenty. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully you enjoyed our coverage of it more than you did the film itself, unless you're one of those weird Amazon sickos. If you did, then please go <laughs> online and like and subscribe. Otherwise, join us next time on Were You Not Entertained? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.